You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. It is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to participate, call in 608 501 0718. Leave a message. Tell me your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, and we'll talk about it. New callers go immediately, directly to the front of the line. And we do have two new callers today, which makes me oh so excited. It's kind of like the draft. Because every once in a while, you get a new caller, and they're a gem. And they stick around, and they keep calling, and they keep calling, and it's just good, gloriousness. So hopefully we get a little bit of that. Um, we've got, uh, looks like Devin from Southern California, if Google transcription is correct. Hey, Ryan, this is Devin uh, calling from Southern California. Nailed it. Um, Way to go, I Google. A question or, or a thought that I kind of thought about. Um, wanted to see um, kind of what you think. Um, so there's been some talk as to whether Jordan Love um, is thinking about asking for a trade. Um with all the first round, you know, quarterbacks that have been taken that, you know, are busts and are in the in, you know, the NFL for a year, less than a couple of years and then are, are out of the league, this guy is getting paid, you know, if for his fifth year option, twenty million dollars to be able to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and wait. Do you think that part of it is maybe just him? saying that, hey, I mean, you're willing to pay me twenty million dollars to sit here and wait and, you know, learn my craft and not risk injury and not risk being, you know, a, a bust in, in the NFL. Um, I think it just is kind of him taking, you know, a bet on, you know, the possibility of, you know, what if I'm like all these other quarterbacks that, you know, are one and done, you know, in, in the NFL and never heard from, he's, you know, Still on his first year, you know, on his first contract, and he's going to get paid $20 million for his fifth-year option to be able to sit and, and still wait and get paid all that money to sit on the bench. Um, wanted to see what your thought was uh, about that. Um, keep up the good work. Thanks, man. Bye. 
Well, I appreciate you calling in because I guess I hadn't really thought about that. Um, there, there is, I guess, that element of potentially because you know, again, I've talked about it. Sucks that Jordan hasn't had the opportunity to actually go out and make that big contract, but that's a pretty big, <laughs> that's a pretty big chunk, I guess. Um, I mean, it does suck in terms of him having the opportunity to go out and and prove it, but I suppose he could still do that. Um, I'm just trying to think if it was me. Now, I'm not an NFL professional athlete, hyper-competitive, I'm going to be the greatest in the world person like NFL athletes are. But I guess for myself, I could understand a situation where I'm frustrated, my agent comes to me and says, look, um, maybe things don't super work out, but if you hang out, you're going to get paid a boatload of money to sit, and then next year, for sure, 100%, you're going to be playing somewhere. Right? I mean, the Packers are not going to give, they're, they're not going to give him a contract unless he's the starter. And they're not going to continue to pay him and give him like a fully, here's your actual real big boy quarterback contract. Um, I think the, the biggest issue with it would be that if he if he gets traded next year, he is going to get like a contract contract. The benefit here, I think, for Jordan Love in the long term, because you're right, in the short term, dude, you hand me that check, and quite positive it's fully guaranteed. That goes right into my bank. I'm freaking loaded. I've thrown like seven passes in the NFL. I mean, on, on a per-pass basis, he's balling probably more than anybody else. But um the issue is next year. Let's say whether he stays with the Packers or goes somewhere else, what's that contract going to look like? What's he going to get? Is he going to get $20 million a year? 22 18 I don't know. It's probably going to be somewhat short-term, but but that's the problem. It's gonna if, if he gets like a three-year contract, which on one hand, you want it. Because if, if things don't super work out, you give me a longer contract that's going to involve more money, more guarantees overall. So even though I, my career busted out, um, I got more money. On the other hand, if you want to bet on yourself, you're like, just give me a one-year, you know, $20 million whatever, and let me prove myself so I can go out again. But again, if it doesn't work out, that's it. That's your career. It's over. So the, the biggest reason you'd want to be traded now or to play now is because, yeah, that, that fifth-year option is fantastic. But I want to prove that I'm the guy so that I'm getting, you know, I mean, I don't think he's going to get that $50 million contract, but give me 35. You know what I mean? If you can prove, I mean, look at what Jimmy Garoppolo did. He came in as a backup for the Patriots. He won a bunch of games. He looked like a stud. And I don't even know if he played a full season, and he ended up getting like the highest contract in the NFL at the time. It was probably like $30 million or something. But at the time, it's like, holy cow, how does he get that much money with the 49ers? So, I, you know, if you could ball out, then you get that actual big, massive contract. It, it just, that, that's what would worry me is the timing. I mean, either way, you're balling. Either way, you're, you're probably set up. So maybe you do kind of hope for that fifth. I mean, either way, I think even if you trade them, the, that team would exercise a fifth-year option as opposed to um, giving them a contract. So I think he's going to get that either way. But I think the desire would be, to get that fifth-year option with a team that wants to let me play, so I get that big chunk of change, and then I play and prove that I'm worth that and more. Like, I am 
potentially the next, you know, let's say Jalen Hurts, a guy that can be efficient. You know, if you put some talent around me, give me a line, some weapons and a defense, I will execute your offense. I will find the open guy and distribute the ball and push us down the field and score points. And we're going to get this thing rocking and rolling. And he gets his 30, 35, 40 million dollar a year contract over five years. You know, that's that's the goal. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think maybe there would be some excitement of just, hey, if you want to pay me to sit, I'll freaking take it because that's awesome. But it does suck a little bit in terms of your ability to actually get that. I, I hate to say big contract, like $20 million isn't a lot of money, but for for his potential, it's really not. You know, I mean, the, the, the bottom of the barrel negotiation right now, I would have to assume is like 40. So I guess that's my thought, which I guess technically, to be clear, you could sit this year because he's not making that money this year. It's next year. You could sit this year, get traded next year, and then ball out on that $20 million contract and, you know, whatever. But the point is that's your last opportunity. You got to play. You got to do something. But appreciate the call, uh, Mr. Devin from Southern California. Hey, good day, Mr. Ryan. It's your second biggest fan here, Eric, the serial entrepreneur. Whoa. And got a couple hey. questions here for you. First up, I'm, uh, I'd say I'm your second biggest fan. Yeah. And I would like to be first. Okay. First is always best who, who in, is, in my book. So uh, if you want to let me know what I can do to become uh, number one, that would be awesome. That's the first question. Number two question. So- this guy is a serial entrepreneur, isn't he? Trying to climb the ladder. I, don't, I, I, I guess you're going to have to find out who's first and um, st- stab him. Then you would, by default, I mean, I don't... Just first thing that came to my head. Never mind. Let's continue. I just became a new father. Oh, congratulations. And I uh, thank God uh, he's just a baby right now. And his first memories of the Packers would be from a, from a losing season. So thank God he's uh, got that out of the way. And hopefully by the time he's old enough to remember Packers, they will be pretty good. So yeah. uh, looking forward to that. But uh, you talk about your son sometimes and he sounds really cool. And I do appreciate you for, for being a good father to him and all. A uh, question for you is, uh, what would be your best advice towards helping him to be a uh, Packer fan, fellow Packer fan? Growing up, Packer, being a Packer fan was very important to me. Uh, yep. We'll get too lost in it, but didn't have the greatest childhood growing up. And uh, Packers sort of saved me from from uh, from some rough times. So uh, I, I would like to pass that on to my son. So any advice on that front? Very much appreciated. This is uh, your second biggest fan here, and I will uh, look forward to your response. Stay awesome. And go pack go. Yeah. So um, honestly, I think it's it's fairly easy, and I and I wasn't always the greatest at this, especially with my girls. Um, early on, I kind of made it um, like mandatory. Like, oh no, it's all Packers in this house. That's how it's going to be. We're going to watch Packers. We're going to do this. Not like I forced them to sit by me, but it was just this is just the way it is, you know. Um, but the biggest thing is to make it fun. That's that's the biggest thing. It's it's kids like to be excited. I uh, <laughs> I had my son down here, and he's really into this game that I've been playing for years. It's called Bloons Tower Defense. It's a lot of fun. You're monkeys and you pop balloons, and so I paid for it to get it on my computer so that he could have it on the phone. And we were kind of playing it. I got I just got tired of playing it. And I'm like, let's do something else. And he was kind of bummed out because he'd been waiting all day. And we played a little bit. And I'm like, let's find a different game. 
And so I found another one that I thought would actually be kind of cool that I would appreciate, and it's called Spore, if you've ever played that. But it's just, you, you get to, you're basically a little uh, germ, and you uh, evolve into this thing, eventually end up in space. And he was kind of into it a little bit, and then I realized, like, just get excited. So as you're swimming around, you're eating the food or whatever, there'd be like these big things. And I start freaking out like, ah, ah, I get it. you know, and then he starts freaking out. It's just the more fun and exciting and crazy you can make stuff, the more they're going to get into it. And then my daughter heard the screaming and she came down and, uh, you know, and then you, you can kind of build the guy. You can put eyeballs on him, And then if you can make him stretch and so you stretch him out and this guy's got arms that are like 17 feet long. He's got eyes, like 17 eyes popping out of his head and they're cracking up and it's this big fun thing. Just It doesn't matter what it is. If you make it fun, they're going to love it, period. So whatever it is you want them to do or to be or to whatever, if the experience is something that they have fun doing, that's what it is. That's why I love the Packers. I always enjoyed it as a kid with my dad. I especially enjoyed it. I've talked a lot about it a lot of times at my grandma's house because it was a family event and everybody was there. And grandpa was screaming at the TV and grandma was screaming at grandpa to be quiet and the food was great. And you have some of the ladies in the kitchen just talking and some of the guys, you know, being loud and rambunctious in the in the living room and drinking some beers. And, you know, out back, they got, you know, burgers on the grill. And it's just it was just such a great experience. And it's fall and there's a little bit of crisp cold in the air and the leaves are falling. And it's an experience. And I think that's true for every Packer fan. It's not just the game. That's why for me, you know, go watch the XFL or even other teams, or college football. It's still football. Why don't I care about the uh, Houston Steerhorns over at the USFL? Because I, 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 it's, it's more than that with the Packers. It's a part of you. It just becomes this thing that is ingrained in you since you're a kid because of all the memories and because of all the things and all the history. I mean, I on the podcast tomorrow, which is going to be probably not your favorite podcast, but whatever. But at the very end, if you can stick it out through my ranting and raving, I said, let's end it with something positive. And I played a clip of Devin Hester's return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And there was just memories, like, you know, the, the sound of John Madden's voice, and the roar of the crowd, and just thinking about when I was a kid watching it and just how magical it was. The Packers are in the Super Bowl. It was an unbelievable feeling. I mean, it, it's it, there's no other way to describe it than magical seeing that and and just when when not only did they finally because i remember they would scratch and claw and it was constantly like it was the 49ers and it was the lions and it was like the uh who else dallas they were like these powerhouse teams that were just so hard to get through and finally we were the powerhouse finally we got in and we were the strong ones and we just you know and then you'd see like every every pass every completion everything was just more and more magical so you know, with my oldest daughter, it was all about like, I'm going to buy her Packer shirts and here's a Packer shirt and here's pa- every, every Christmas was Packers. It made it not fun. She doesn't want Packer stuff. She wants girl stuff. You know, she wanted, uh, the heck did she like the, uh, I think my other kids like it now, the dragon thing, toothless. She wanted toothless. She wanted these little tiny stupid toys. I ruined her birthday and Christmas by constantly getting her Packer stuff. So her memories of the Packers are these things. It's, it's stupid. But if you make it a fun experience, bust out, you know, hey, let's go get some, even my, my daughter, my uh, third child. She's not super into Packers. She doesn't really care, but we can make it fun. Let's go get some chips and let's get some snacks and let's get it out here. And we're cheering and we're, you know, whenever somebody scores, give high fives to everybody. All, all kids love giving high fives. 
They can't help it. You give off everybody high five. They all love it. And then you pick up the kids touchdown. You're throwing them around. I mean, it's just, it's a make it a fun environment. And that's the other reason why you got to be able to control your emotions. Cause if the Packers are losing and you're stomping around and you're ain't the kids don't want to hang out in there. Well, maybe you have a kid who's with you and it's stomping around. That's my son. He'll, he'll just rant and rave and everything just right with me. But if you're just trying to get them into it, this isn't a fun experience for them. This is dad's getting drunk and yelling and, and screaming at the TV and we're hiding in the kitchen. Make it fun, even in a loss. I mean, you can teach them stuff in that. That's all right. It's just a game. We still had fun, right? No big deal. We'll get them next time. On to the next one. I remember with my son, every time, because all my kids have food issues with just my son as a picky eater, that does not describe the situation. Like, he went through food therapy. I was always that guy. I was like, you know what? If you're not going to eat what I give you, you can starve. He would be so happy. I'm not kidding. You. He'd be bawling his eyes out about a piece of bread or something, screaming and crying and begging not to make him eat it. I was like, all right, then you can go to bed without eating. And he would be so happy to starve. And it's like, all right, that's messed up. We can't do this. He was so grateful that he went to bed without dinner. So anyways, we're working through it. But the point is, every single time he ate something, there was a song associated with it, and it was something stupid, like meatballs. It was just a meatball chant. Meatballs, meatballs. Because I want suddenly someday just be like, I don't like this anymore. And there was, there was literally a point where he would eat one thing. Everything else was bad. He wouldn't eat anything else. It would be one brand of one thing, or he would refuse to eat food, period. So we'd try to make things exciting. If it's exciting, it's fun, they get into it. And yes, he's doing better, by the way. But also, all of my kids, which makes me excited big meat eaters. They can be a little temperamental, but there's certain things. Burgers, all my kids love the burgers on the grill. Steak, dude, they will crush some steak. Pork butt, they love pulled pork. Anyways, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but again, even with that, make it fun. Like, dude, look at this thing. Meat. And you tell them meat makes you big and strong and you show your muscles and all that. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just stupid dad stuff, but that's the point. That is, that is dad one, especially dad stuff. That is your job as dad, to be a goofy, dorky, overly excited goonball. Turn everything into a game, into a song, randomly start dancing like an idiot. It's just dad stuff, man. It's going to be great, though. Congratulations. It's fun. You'll figure it out. Just have fun with your kids. Okay, Ryan, I've given it some thought, and here's my serious take on doing a mock draft for Packernet After Dark. Love it. Create a Facebook page for Packernet After Dark, number one, since okay. we don't have one. Allow the listeners then to go on that page the week before and have a specific post where everybody shares a screenshot of final mock draft of what they think all seven rounds will look like for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Grade that score based on accuracy all the way down. Okay. And then you can crown whoever got the most right. Uh based on a scoring system that you determine that's easiest for you to score. Sure. So that's what I'm throwing out there for that. When it comes to maybe the Packernet. All pro game, yeah. call or whatever you want to call podcast, just allow guys to call in with their best take, Ooh, summarizing maybe this last year or the mock draft, whatever. And uh, just let let the chips fall as they may. And uh, you can crown whoever you think is an all-pro caller after that. 
then you have to refer to us as an all-pro caller for the rest of the season. That's true. If you so choose. You're right. All right. There's my idea. Run with it. See where, uh, see where it goes. And if anything else, you can then start sharing it with even more guys that are uh, Packer fans that haven't maybe started listening to podcasts yet. This gets that out there for uh, exposure for more possible callers slash listeners uh, for your podcast. Have a good one. I love it, man. I love it. You know what else I love? Since you're on top of this, if you want to head that up. <laughs> I, look, I'm I'm at a point now where I am overextended, where I've made so many promises. Every day I sit down and I'm doing this, and I'm like, oh, crap. I was supposed to do a Patreon video. What should I do? I don't know. Just do the podcast. I'm doing the podcast. Oh, crap. I, I got the sub stack. I was supposed to do notes with that. I forgot. And I got a, uh, uh, I got so much stuff that I said I was going to do and I promised to do and then I just didn't do it. And I'm like, All right, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll try to remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. And I also got Jersey Mike who's uh, hanging out ready to do the film breakdowns. I'm like, let's do this. I'm like, all right, dude, let's, uh, let's get it rocking. He's like, what do we do? I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. But, um, Let's, uh, you go find a video and, um, we'll see what we can do, I guess. But any new endeavors like that, I'm all about it, but you got to understand you are doing 99.9% of the work and you can take all the glory. I couldn't care less. I just think it's fun. I want people to have fun. I'm just not going to be able to participate all that much. That's the, uh, that's the bottom line, but yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. If you want to organize it and set it up and I will, I will refer to you appropriately. I'll just change your name right here. All pros. Okay, real quick. I got a perfect name for the callers calling in for a competition. If you remember, if you ever listened to Fox Sports way back in the day, Jim Rome used to have a show that uh, a lot of the callers would call in and uh, say a lot of smack about yeah. other people or other players or anybody else that they didn't get along with. So instead of it being a smack-off, Call it the pack off. Yeah. And let guys go at each other. I'm out. I feel like that's a dangerous name though, don't you think? Pack off? I don't know. I mean it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I just feel like somebody could do something with that. That would not be great. But yeah, we could do a pack off. That's fine. No big deal. Okay. First official smack call of twenty twenty three. Let's do this. I am, in my opinion, Adam Scheister yep. uh, gets things wrong quite a bit and gets paid a lot of money. The only person that gets things wrong that much and gets still gets paid is probably the weatherman. Yeah. Uh, I don't value what he has to say. Um, don't respect too much about what he has to say most of the time. These guys are vultures and they live off scraps and dead stories. Um, I really appreciate Rogers having the thick skin uh, to go on McAfee and just, you know, embrace what he said. You know, there are heroes and there are villains, and uh, maybe he really doesn't uh, mind too much being a villain sometimes. So I'm okay with that too. Um, I appreciate that. He would come out and say that. So uh, to all those guys, uh, I just wish they'd just keep their mouth shut until they actually have a that's meaningful to say uh, they could take a couple pages out of your book, Ryan. So, I'm out. I appreciate it. You know, there's a couple things I would like. Um, 
number one, the Schefter thing. I, I mean, I know he's massively hated. I can't remember stuff that he said. Same with everybody else. Like I, I, I've told you before, my brain is, it goes in, it goes out. I, I've always been like that in school too, where I, I can crush this thing in front of me. But then as soon as I walk away, if I walk away for a week, I don't remember anymore. Um, so with stuff like that, everybody has, most normal people have memories of things that so-and-so said this and that. I would love to get like a list of all the stuff that he said that was wrong. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. There's There's probably a bunch of stuff on Twitter or whatever, but I would appreciate that just to kind of get some context. Um, the second thing, the heroes and villains thing. I, I genuinely wish people were more honest. One of the things I don't like, and I, I hope that I've demonstrated to you that I am I tend to be very honest probably when I just should keep my mouth shut and not say it. I can't help myself. I'm just going to say it. But I don't like the phoniness, and I don't like that people can't just be genuine. He's not wrong. I mean, th- there are people who dislike him just because they don't like his play, they don't like this, they don't like that. But he came out and said, People don't like me because of my COVID stance. And I know for a fact, in fact, I could go on Twitter right now and find 10 people and and list them right now and say, these 10 people, I guarantee, hated Rodgers as soon as this COVID thing happened and that nothing's going to change their mind after that because of that. I just wish people could be honest and say, I don't respect him as a human being because of his COVID stance, rather than pretending that it has anything to do with his NFL career or whether or not you think it's a good idea for him to stay or go, because then we could just kind of clean this up because I don't like fighting in these fake wars. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to come in and have a football conversation and the people that are screaming the loudest have no interest in football. They're pretending that they're talking about football and really they're having a political battle, a Republicans versus Democrats battle and pretend they're hiding behind NFL stats and figures and all that. And it's just annoying. If you could just come out and be honest and be like, you know what? Fine. He's great, but I hate him. Thank you. Thank you. Now go away because we're having a football conversation, right? Same with like Brett Favre. Man, Favre was great. Yeah, but he's a scumbag who stole da 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 da. Okay, fair enough. You know, I, I just don't want you to come in and be like, he wasn't actually a good quarterback. He was a trash quarterback. He sucked. He did, did, did. Why are you saying that? Well, because he scammed uh, Social Security or whatever he did. That has nothing to do with him as a football player. I wish people could just separate that and stop lying and stop pretending. I don't think they do that much with Favre. They're more open about it. I don't know why you're such a coward when it comes to the COVID stuff. If that's your beef, just say it. And and that's positive and negative. If you want to have a political battle with somebody, go do that over there. Go over there. And then I get crucified for being this, that, or the other because it's like, well, you're on that team. Would you shut up? I don't care. I don't care. Because you know what's stupid about this? The exact same people were reversed back when he supported Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. And talked about what about the cameramen that are stand that are, that are you know not standing at attention to the people at the concession stands and all that stuff. Do they get crucified like Colin Kaepernick and all that? You know those are his comments. And the same people that are crucifying him right now thought he was the greatest thing ever. And the people that love him and think he's the greatest thing ever thought he was a piece of garbage, hippie, liberal, whatever. It's so stupid. Can we just keep it separate? 
If you want to go have that fight, go over there and fight about Democrats and Republicans. But don't pretend that you're having a football conversation because your, 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 your feelings got hurt about somebody else's freaking opinions. It's, it's pathetic. Shut up. Thank you. Nico, get me out of here. Hey, this is Nico. What up? Uh, so listening to your Shafter Doesn't Know Anything pod today, you know what? Isn't this what they do every year? All those dum-dums, those insiders, they take what we already know. Yep. And you might say this. I haven't listened to it all. I'm at work listening to it in pieces. And you just had to call. And what? been said typically mostly by Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yep. And they reword it to sound all salacious. And then they, well, this may happen. Well, of course, it's, I mean, it's just so idiotic. That's exactly what they do. And it's kind of a bummer because it sort of taints, I think, Rodgers is, is uh, like his, 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 you know, his image because then people are sick of hearing about it, kind of like hearing the number one radio song 15 times a day, you get tired of hearing it. And they, they speak about it because it sells, you know. It's yeah. clickbait bullcrap. So, yeah, this is – and then, sadly, it makes people be like, I know Rogers is good. He costs a lot of money. I'm tired of this offseason drama. And it's kind of true. And it's, well, and that is annoying, too, because people people get mad at Rogers for the drama. What drama? What drama is Rogers creating? The guy doesn't do anything. This happened last year, too. I'm so sick of him and his drama. He's creating drama. What is he doing? He's not doing anything. The only thing that's annoying is the fact that Rogers refuses to participate in the drama from my perspective. Everybody else is whipped up. Oh, what are we going to find out? And he goes on Pat McAfee and says, what? I don't know. I'm working through. I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Anyways, let's talk about golf and da, 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 da. There's, what drama? Just because... 900,000 people can't stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. Why would you blame Aaron Rodgers for that? Like, I'm so sick of hearing about him. He's so dramatic. And I, I see this on, like, ESPN and everything. I'm so sick of... Uh, he's always doing this. He's, he's not doing anything. You wouldn't hear anything about Aaron Rodgers, anything of substance, if you would shut up and stop talking about him. So I don't want you complaining about him. It's, 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 it's weird to me that the guy's not doing anything. He, and, and, and we always pretend like he's, he's this like mastermind who you, that's all he does. He's got like this little smirk on his face. And so every comment, he's got a smirk because that's just how his face looks. And it's like, look at him. Look at that smirk. He knows he's trying to send a signal. It, why? We are just the biggest bunch of conspiracy theorists. Every, we got to read his body language and look at his face and you know he just says stuff kind of off the cuff like the like the salary cap thing like oh we got to move some of the money around and like that blows up and like oh he's he's being cryptic and look at him he's doing it again he's being cryptic and uh, he's trying to make people think it's going to be traded he's not trying to do anything he's just talking to his buddy it's not a big deal i just i mean i understand if you get tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers but then turn your tv off but don't blame Rodgers for the drama. He has every right to take time to decide if he wants to retire. 
That's what players go through. They've got to think it over with their families, with their friends, wife, kids, whatever they got going on, decide what's best for them and decide if they want to walk away. And that's all he's doing. He's taking time to decide if he wants to retire. And if he doesn't, he's going to come back and be a Green Bay Packer. That is unless there's some kind of a hiccup or they just don't seem to be lined up, which again, I don't think that's going to be the case. And at which point he'll be back and all this would be like, oh, finally the drama's over, which Rodgers never created because again, he's just, he's just, I hate this phrase so much, but he's just existing. <laughs> and um, because people are talking about him, we blame him for the drama. And I don't understand that. I mean, it's, it's just kind of crap. And that's why I hate insiders and shysters and even the nice ones. They're all pawns, you know. So, yeah, it's, they, they do this every year just to drum up freaking emotion and people screaming. And then all the anti-Rogers people got start screaming. And then all the Rogers protectors start screaming. All for nothing, you yeah. know. So, uh, but hey, uh, go Petco. Yeah, and again, I'm. I do think guys like Schefter and Ian could maybe be a little bit more, um, especially Schefter, a little bit more honest about the fact that they don't know jack squat. Because you're there to be an insider, and if you don't have insights, you should say so. And they don't. They shouldn't accept the invite onto the show, knowing that they don't have any new information. And if they do, they should be honest enough to say, "I don't have any new information." But but the way that this works, and again, it's why. Schefter and Ian are not the biggest problem. It's the people who write articles about it after the fact. But just just look at the Ian Rappaport thing on Pat McAfee's show. Pat McAfee said, give me some of the insights. Ian said, I have no idea, but it's probably hard to trade him. And everybody starts writing articles about Ian says that he's going to be traded or whatever. And and and, and then even Pat McAfee the next day is like, oh, I don't know. Ian told us it was going to, going to happen. And now Schefter's got a report that it's going to... You are right there listening to it. Like, I just, I don't understand this stuff, man. I don't get it. And and uh, again, it's not Ian. It, the, the only responsibility that guy has, maybe, which sounds ridiculous because he flat out answered the question by saying, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess he could be slightly more responsible and be very blunt about, I don't have any insights and have not had any conversations with anyone in the Rodgers or Packers camp, and probably will not get that. The only thing I'm going to hear is if they start calling around the league and some of that information is going to get leaked to me, I'm going to find out who they're calling. That's it. Nobody from the Packers organization is going to call me and be like, guess what's going on, Ian? That's not going to happen. They're tight-lipped, and they're keeping that in, you know, within closed doors, as is the Rodgers organization. Or the Rodgers camp, whatever. I would love to know what that looks like. I, every time they talk about that, like he's got like an entourage or like what's going on over there. It sounds pretty wild. Um, no, but it, it, it is stupid. I, I just I just don't blame Schefter and Ian as much as everybody else. It's kind of the same with the Rodgers thing. We always blame Schefter for drumming up drama. It's like, well, I mean, he just kind of answered a question honestly. He didn't say anything that was a lie. Um, I think it, it's deceptive when you answer a question that started off as, what are you hearing? And then you answer that question as though you're hearing it, which obviously you're not. I mean, the way you phrased your your sentences made it clear that you're not hearing anything, but it would have been a little bit more honest, just like what Peter King did when he went on the uh, interview that I played for you, I think, yesterday, and said, what? You guys are ridiculous. I never said any of this. I was just guessing. I have no idea. 
But I don't know. Yeah, th- this is going to be an every year thing, and this is how it goes, and it's stupid. We invite insiders on because we just assume that they're all knowing. They don't know anything, and they give it their best guess, and then we take their best guess as gospel because they're insiders, and we assume they know everything, and then it's stupid. And I go on here, and I go on a tirade every single year, the same thing. They don't know anything. They didn't say they know anything. Stop acting like they know something, and then people get mad at me because it's a, it's a whole thing, and it's never going to end. It's just uh, it's just the eternal struggle, man. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a break? And if I may just beg you one more time for that dollar, just one. Does anyone have a dollar? One dollar. One dollar a day can save a starving child. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can uh, find that great, wonderful opportunity to give back to the Packernet Podcast. I just want a dollar. Do you guys have a dollar? How much? A dollar seven with tax. A dollar for a kiss from Thomas. Why don't we just call it a dollar even? A dollar for your heart. I'm a dollar an hour, Willie. Why don't you just give him a dollar next time? I want a dollar from every Catholic in the world. Don't forget, you owe me a dollar for the shoe. Let me get a dollar. Do you have a dollar? Hey, buddy, give me a dollar. Come on. You owe him a dollar. A quarter. Okay, all right. A dollar. Good evening, sir. Can I get a dollar? Give me a dollar and watch me cut myself. I hate to trouble you, ma'am, but you wouldn't have a dollar or two I could use to pay a vet, though, would you? We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, apparently, sources say that Aaron Rodgers was seen going into a restaurant. And it is quite possible to believe that he may, by chance, speak to a waitress. And if he does, there is a solid chance he could order something off of the menu uh, and then if that does happen, so there's sources say that the cook might make that food and hand it to Rogers. He could eat it. There's a there's a great chance he could eat it or he might not eat it. We don't know. But one thing is sure is that he's in a restaurant and food could get ordered or could not get ordered. And 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 then if he does eat it, um, it's most likely he'll pay the bill. Uh, and that's. I tell you, that's 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 maybe gonna happen, or or maybe won't. All I could think as you were talking was one of my favorite endeavors that I had, and I'm sad that it all broke up. But um, I started a website called the UPFL, it was the Unprofessional Football League, and it was just a spoof website for the NFL. And um, I forget how many I I had like. How many was it? it? Was like fifty writers or something? I mean, they were they were cranking out some hilarious content, and um, I just wish that that was still going. And I wish that we had had like a YouTube channel so that we could do spoofs like that, where we could have like a roundtable discussion, and uh, we could have our insider. We could ask him what he's hearing from league sources, and they could talk about, you know, what he's potentially going to get at a restaurant. Um, because I mean, obviously when you have that much money, it's safe to assume that he's not going to eat home every night. Um, we have to assume he's going to go out to a restaurant and, and, and it's believed that if he goes to a restaurant, that restaurant will likely be a restaurant with some high quality food. So if you look in the green Bay area, which restaurants have high quality food? Well, green Bay is not really known for that. You've got this one, you got that one. If he were to go here, this is a steakhouse. Very good possibility that he's going to have a steak. So it's 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 generally believed that um, Rogers will, in the next few months, be headed to a place to eat steak, and we believe that that will be this particular steakhouse within a ten mile radius of his home. That would be the breaking news, and because uh, to be completely honest, as ridiculous as you're being, Nico, that's exactly how this works. It's deductive reasoning based on information that everybody else has, and people treat it like it's some kind of a revelation. It's not. It's, they're, they're just sorting through things that kind of make sense, which is what we're all doing. So it's not interesting. Good morning, Ryan. Mike Hebring, a.k.a. Packer Superfan. Hey, Mike. Ryan, before the call, I've been listening to you over the last few weeks talking about this. Of course, what we all knew was going to be the, the Rogers drama uh, that was going to fall upon us once the season ended. We all knew this is what this is what it was going to be. Joyous so times. We may as well just wrap ourselves in it and just enjoy it as much as we can uh, because this is all we're going to be talking about for the next two months. So here we go. So. This is a classic situation, and I guess I'd use the analogy of the 
man and the, the husband and wife that are have been in a long, long, long uh, marriage, probably 25, 30 year marriage. It hasn't been good, especially recently. It's gotten even worse. And and they both want out. They both know this is not good for for the family. And they both they both understand it intrinsically that they've got to split. They, this is not working anymore. But neither one of them wants to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them wants to be the bad guy. Neither one of them wants to have to explain to their children that yeah, I made the decision that we're, your your dad and I or your mom and I had to split. That's what this is. Neither one of these parties, not 12, or the organization wants to be the bad guy that ended Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. That's what this is. I mean, the contract situation is clear. The Packers cannot allow Aaron Rodgers to come back and play for the next two years. I mean, they can but they're going to pay the price for years and years and years if they, beat, if they if they allow that to happen. This was always a one-year deal, and they need to man up and yep. make a decision. I agree. Either Rodgers needs to retire and man up and retire, or, or Goody and the organization need to man up, and they need to tell Rodgers, fine, if you, if you make the decision to come back, we want to trade you. They, they, they just have to do it. And – and uh, it's time. It's way past time. This should have happened last year. And I just, I'm afraid it's not going to happen. I'm afraid he's going to come back. And the Packers, like you said uh, today on your podcast, the Packers are going to be stuck with him for two years. Because financially, there's no other way to do it. So um, here we go. We'll just continue to, continue to talk about it. Um, it's going to be a while, I'm afraid. And you're right. Nothing's going to really happen, and, and the Adam Schefter's of the world can say whatever they want, but nothing's going to happen until Rodgers makes the decision. Yep. And- did you have a second part and call back? Uh, yes, you did. So let's just hope, Ryan, that uh, one of these two parties bucks up and, and makes a decision, whether, like I said, whether it's a retirement bucks with Rogers, a B. Or if he decides to come back and wants to play, the Packers, uh, in a nice way, but, you know, in a politically correct way, somehow convince him that that's not, you know, playing for them is not really an option. Yeah. And they work work out a trade. At this point, I'd take a, a bag of balls for him. They just need <laughs> to move on. Those um, aren't cheap, man. One thing I, I would say, though, I think the public opinion might be swinging a little bit. You know, I know that I've seen a couple, uh, you know, uh, surveys on Twitter. I think Jack Jack Cruz did one a few days ago where they he just asked simply, you know, do you want to see Aaron Rodgers remain a Packer or not? And like 57 or 58 percent said no. Um, that is surprising because I think Clayton did one like a month or so ago, and it was pretty heavy in the yes column. So I mean, obviously, it's not a perfect science Twitter um, polls, but that would be a pretty heavy swing. So I think maybe possibly that, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers and, 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 I, and I've seen more than just that one. There were some other ones on Twitter. No, granted, Twitter, Twitter's not the end-all, be-all right. but of Packer fans. I understand that. But I think there was a lot of people in some of those that responded to those questions. Um, maybe the Packer organization and Rodgers have seen that 
in the public sentiment that it's changing. That, you know, most Packers fans do want to see Rodgers gone. <clears throat> so, you know, maybe maybe they're going to be a little more comfortable talking about it, a little more comfortable uh, coming to a, a, a conclusion, whether it's Rodgers doing it or the Packer organization doing it. Let's just hope it happens. Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, I, I do get that vibe from the Packers organization, but we got to keep in mind the very real possibility that the Packers are honest when they say they genuinely want him back. Um, I don't understand it. I mean, just from a financial standpoint, I don't really get it. Um, but yeah, that the, the only other option is, like you said, that they understand that this is a bad decision and the best decision is to not be here, and they're just not man enough to simply say, this isn't working. Now, we could be wrong. Maybe that conversation happened. For all we know, the Green Bay Packers have talked to Rodgers and said, you got two options, there's retirement or a trade, or I guess the third option of sitting behind Jordan Love. I doubt that happened, because I think we'd be seeing some kind of something, you know, from the Rodgers-Pat McAfee thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it from our perspective, you and I, this is a no-brainer. He should have been traded last year, but that's hindsight. He won two MVPs. Why would you trade the guy, run it back? I get it. That's fine. Especially when you thought that Devante was going to be staying. You you were willing to pay anything in the world to keep him, to kind of run it back one more year. You know, hindsight, fine. You don't have the benefit of hindsight anymore. Hindsight is we sucked last year. There's nothing to run back. People are like, well, I want to run it back. You want to run that back? Why? <laughs> Why would you want to run that back? But, but yeah, again, from our perspective, this is very simple. and We need to man up and communicate honestly to Aaron Rodgers and say it's not the best option for us, and it's honestly not the best option for you. You want to go out in a blaze of glory, and we just can't provide that to you anymore. The way that we've structured these contracts, we've kind of, the window is closing. Our ability to go out and do what we need to do, uh, we get a relatively high draft pick, but I don't think that's enough to assure that something is definitely going to happen. Um, you know, the best we could do for Aaron Rodgers is, is promise to keep Randall around promise that we're going to go get some offensive weapons in the draft and, um, you know, not move Jones and, and Bakhtiari and push more money back again, really heavily alter Jair and maybe Bakhtiari. You can kind of tweak a little bit and, um, a couple other contracts, Kenny's or something, but, uh, I mean, that's the best you could offer. But even from, again, from Aaron Rodgers, it, it, it makes me sick to think that the Jets would actually be a better option for Rodgers. But in a way, it almost makes sense. The, the reason it doesn't is because that's an organization that has no idea how to win. They don't know jack squat about winning. But if you're telling me Rodgers wants to go to a place where he's going to have a lot of power, the Jets would absolutely hand that to him. I believe that. Um now, there may be some consternation between the head coach who's like, no, 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 this is my team, and ownership that says, no, 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 you're going to shut your mouth and do what I say, and what I say is Aaron Rodgers runs this team. That may be a problem, but it doesn't matter. That's why the Jets organization is a disaster anyways. But he's going to want to go to a place where he's going to have a lot of say, a place that has a lot of firepower, that's had a lot of early picks, and will continue to have a lot of early picks, and is loaded with picks and is loaded with weapons and has some offensive line pieces and has a really scary-looking defense, it just makes sense. And and he's going to appreciate the head coach and, and the offensive coordinator and just everything kind of makes sense. And there's probably some other teams 
That makes sense. Obviously, the 49ers, although I doubt the Packers would want to trade him to the 49ers. But, I mean, if, if you're just talking best-case scenario, now, clearly, one of the one of the criteria for Rodgers would be wanting to retire a Packer. And he's, he's talked about how that... <laughs> I think the, the sad thing is when I re-listened to it, he said it would have been nice. So it's like, wait, 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 what does that mean? <laughs> it would have been nice to retire. And maybe that was one of those little slips because they did have that conversation. I don't know. Hey, Pack Daddy. It's uh, Squidly Diddly. Squidly Diddly. I was listening to Jersey Mike. I got an idea for you. I think it might work. You do that laughing at the enemy stuff. Yeah. Try uh, Jersey Mike laughing at the Packers. <laughs> I don't know what you think. All right, later. Bye. Yeah, it would almost be like uh, I used to do the boom roasted segments. Uh, I could have Jersey Mike doing the boom roasteds. Jersey Mike. I tell you what. Jersey Mike, um, I'm going to do what I can to get this thing up and running because I think it would be funny. But I'm, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I see this as a really funny YouTube channel, just as a standalone thing. If you can do this like NFL-wide, especially, I mean, you can focus on the Packers if you want, but if this was just a YouTube channel with a Jersey guy just talking trash and that's just your shtick, I think that's a successful YouTube channel. I really do. But we'll talk. We'll we'll figure it out. Jersey Mike film breakdown. Adam Schefter has confirmed that Jets are hiring former Broncos head coach or um, Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator per source. Also confirmed. Rogers to the Jets. <laughs> then Rogers to the Vikings. Confirmed. Yep. Then Rogers defrauding the state of Mississippi and doing <laughs> copper thick commercials. Confirmed. <laughs> Thank you, Adam Schefter. <laughs> that would make me nervous I mean if all this stuff plays out and he does go to the Jets it's going to be like you know there just feels like there's some cosmic thing going on that's forcing this you're going to watch as uh, the Jets kind of just fail and it doesn't really work out super well Like, I mean it, it was good but he kind of did his one year and it kind of feels like it's not going to happen and then the, the Vikings after next year move on from Kirk Cousins and they're in the market looking for you know, because they've made some moves and the team's looking good, but they just need that quarterback. And it's going to be like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. And watch as they hire Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> oh, there's no way. There's a, It's possible, but there's no way. But it could happen. But it's not going to happen. Hey, Ryan, it's hey. Brian from Illinois. What up, though? Uh, just haven't heard anything on Rashawn Gary in so long. And man, I miss hearing stuff about him. Right. Uh, I, even like contract talks, I know he, they picked up the fifth year, but like, I just feel if he can make it through this injury and come back, maybe by the end of the season, we see like just a monster come back for us. I just miss the guy. Yes. Talk to you later. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, it, what an awesome player and human being and everything else that that turned out to be for for how many people really hated this pick and they're real quiet right now, right? A lot of the same people that hated him, hated uh, Jordan Love, hated a lot of these other picks. Um, not really chirping up right now, are they? Rashawn Gary has been a phenomenal player. He is one of my favorite players on this entire team. Um, and by the way, as far as freeing up money, I don't know that we can free up a ton, but this would be another one because he is due for a massive contract. I think that is flying under the radar by me and 
whoever else isn't talking about it. But yeah, he he's at some point this year, presumably, I think he's going to get a giant paycheck. Um, because he's due. He's he he has deserved it. His agent is going to push for it. Um, enough is enough. I want my guy getting paid, and he's going to get paid. Scheduled to make eleven million dollars this year. Uh, what is the top of it? Is it like twenty five million for pass or is it getting closer to thirty for pass rushers? Yeah, so T.J. Watt got 28. I, I think he's in line for roughly that. So how much lower you can get than 11 million on the first year with a 28 average? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's going to come down very much. But yeah, I, I, w- I would say bare minimum. You're looking at like 25 when you factor in what Elton Jenkins got. Considering I thought for sure Elton was going to be significantly higher than what he got, um, I would expect him to be. Bare minimum, Miles Garrett, $25 million a year. Bosa was 20, Joey Bosa, 27, TJ Watt, 28. However, I actually think they should do it quickly because he was in a pretty good uh, pass rush class. And the problem is the guys that go later are the ones that are going to get more money. So, for example, if Nick Bosa gets paid, that guy's a $30 million a year guy. If you wait for Nick Bosa to get paid $30 million, now Rashawn Gary and his agent are saying the market's at 30. And that's the thing. It's not just those two. There's also guys like Josh Allen. That guy's going to get paid. So if he gets 30, 30 and a half, the longer you wait, the more the price is going to go up. So I think they need to nail that. If they can get him for 27 or something, go ahead and do it. Lock it down. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready to pay the man. He's earned it. He deserved it. He's awesome. I miss him. We need him. Hopefully get some good news about his injury history and whatnot. But anyways, we're all caught up on the calls. That is all she wrote. So I appreciate everybody for calling in. Um, And because we're caught up, now is the time when panic sets in. Are we going to have enough calls? So make sure you get your calls in so we can have a show tomorrow. But anyways, you guys have a great night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.